Hello and welcome to Dicebreakers, a D&D podcast and stream with mostly accurate rules and inconsistent character voices. I'm Alex, your host and DM, and with me are Greg, Mark, Simon, and Joe, my wonderful players. How are you all doing on this hot, hot Saturday? I'm, hot. I'm doing. I'm doing, doing hot. You're doing hot. I got a it's fan going. Hotness. Most of us have fans going. Um, I have fans. I'm in a new room, so it might be a little more echoey because I don't have. Me too. Here, you know? um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. I'm I'm uh, excited for today's session. The music playing in the background. Why? We, I just. I'm, You're all going I'm to excited, die. I'm excited yeah, for all sessions. For this, I'm, ex- I'm excited for all sessions, but also because we get to start the school year. We kind of already started the school year, but we get to start the school year. Now I do have, of course, uh, what am I looking for? I do have the recap, which has been uh, wonderfully made, and I'm going to go to it rather than wait the three minutes to, for the music. But first, the. Um, I just, I just, I just, I, I'm, I blow my own trumpet because. Why you can do that. It doesn't sound like a trumpet. There are, there are, um, trumpets in the background. It's, it's. You know, this is like nine or ten layers of orchestra. Anyway, let's just pause that so it just gently fades away and no one will even notice. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> And uh, you're ready for a recap, as usual. I'm going to turn up on this end a fair bit. Um, as usual, you'll turn up this, mute that, and just, just, yeah, here we go. Hello? Good morning, Samir. As I'm sure you're aware, it's time for your first report of your activities at the university. This is to ensure that the program is working, and that it is worth both the time and money put forward to this project to continue forwards. So please, give me a solid rundown of the past week. Remember that we will be able to confirm if you are telling the truth. Right. Okay. Well, you already know that I got here last Saturday. All went pretty smoothly. I met my roommates, Calais, Maisie, Neva, Cromwell. It'll seem... Uh, Interesting in their own right. The week itself has been a bit of a roller coaster. The first half of the week was all the standard stuff a campus tour, meeting the professors, and learning about the activities available this year. I learned about the uh, Arlist in Ben Fayal competition. It's a year long competition, there's treasure hunts and soft courses. It seems uh, pretty fun. I, <laughs> I mean, uh, beneficial to the program. Uh, anyway, I uh, tried few soft course out a little bit. It seemed pretty hard, but I guess that just means there's room to learn. Nazi and Neva ended up breaking a part of this old heritage site thing. But don't worry, I, I didn't get involved in any of that. I uh, kept my hands clean. The interesting stuff started on Wednesday. We got recruited by this old man to take care of a rat problem in his basement. I say rats. They were huge and smoky and slimy. Kind of gross, all in all. We got rid of them and helped them out, so I guess you can add that to the uh, list of good deeds that I've done. Uh, speaking of good deeds, on Friday, three of my idiot roommates decided to go adventuring in the rough part of town. So you got a shopkeeper wanting them to find out we broke into a shop or something. I wasn't really involved in any of this until Neva told me that she knew they were in danger somehow. So we had to travel across town and save them. I had to kill two criminal thugs to save them both locked in. I didn't get any pain in my head though, so I assume that's okay. Samir, 
Ridding this world of the criminal scum is not a crime. In fact, it is a service. You did well. Thanks, I guess. The rest of the week was calm. Amazing neither had to endure their punishment for breaking things. I think they were organizing things for one of the professors. I've just been preparing for the week. Lessons are starting soon. Well, Samir, it seems you have been doing well. I am impressed with your progress and hope that it continues on this positive path. May Baris continue to guide you through your troubled times, and may their light shine on your path. Goodbye, and good luck. Bye. There we go. Ooh, my backstory brain is a tingling. Yes. Tingly backstory <laughs> brain. I also, I, I'm sorry. I have to replay because I love that starting music. I made that music as requested by. I asked what ringtone. That was great. Right. And I. How, I don't know how you did that. <sighs> what was it? You, you said you wanted it based on Sans theme. Yeah, Undertale Sans theme was kind of the influence <laughs> towards that. Uh, which hopefully which I think you nailed it, really. Right. Greg, we'll we'll confer later. Uh, <laughs> there's little bits and pieces in there, stuff. as I love doing. As I, oh, bye. Okay. I, pr I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's a little bits and pieces in there, which are excellent, wonderful, and uh, I, I do love. I, I love giving these little tidbits that you guys can know, but your characters wouldn't. Anyway, back into the main bit of it. So, uh, the end of last week, we were on the Monday. The week had started of the actual school lessons. Now, I'm going to turn on this music again because it's always so loud. There it is. So, uh, we did a little bit of weird skip past um, because both uh, you, Dad, and Simon went away. We went across theology, uh, did do movement theory, and we got to lunchtime. But we're going to go back about an hour or so to the beginning of theology, which both Carly and Samir are uh, walking into. Uh, and here's your first thing. Unless, of course, any of you want to bring anything up pre me starting one of my little spiels. No. It's all right. Okay. We've just finished uh, history. Okay. So, yes. So, Kale and Shmir, you, you meet up in uh, Veluna Cathedral, because uh, there's a few rooms in there. Um, I'm sure you sort of collect up a little bit standing outside the room. Um, ready to step in, and as you walk into the room, there is someone standing tall at the door. You know, just uh, not exactly puffed out chest, but you can tell they're very used to standing straight and with a very good uh, pose, um, and just nodding with a smile at each of you as you walk in. Uh, she is very tall and very muscular, and all of these features alongside her mint green skin are evidence of the fact that she is an ASMR. Uh, she's rather unexpected unexpectedly however wearing a graceful elven dress which shows off uh, the cut strong muscles on her body not a usual sight it is uh, as implied from that not regular to see dresses on ASMR they tend to wear more um, either armor or like working clothes but you know each to their own I've lost my place once you're all in the room you take a seat she slowly walks to the front very gracefully and starts talking as she does and says Welcome, students. I hope you all found this class easily. My name is Professor Mez. I will be teaching you about theology this year. 
As I'm sure you're aware, the world is a wide and wonderful place that is protected by many different entities of great power. We have Celestials alongside the fabled Old Gods, and these entities are followed through prayer and faith to help guide those who find themselves lost. They can help us guide the magical forces of Gel to our will, or control the very fabric of our reality at our behest. But do not be fooled, this does not necessarily make them all good. Some in the world believe that individual Celestials should be regarded as the one true deity in Gel, whilst others have faith in multiple. Throughout this year, we will be exploring these concepts and more to understand and learn what relation we have to creatures beyond our perception and how they interact with our world. At which point she continues on with the lesson. Uh, and her lesson is not slow-paced, but very easy to understand. She has a, a voice that is very nice to listen to, almost motherly. Um, she goes through all of the uh, outline of... Excuse me a second. Of uh, the different modules that you'll be covering, she goes through the outline of just little bits and pieces here. Gives you little notes, you know, pieces of paper, sort of support stuff. You don't really learn anything content-wise in this lesson, but you definitely get a lot of the introductory stuff during this year. And then at the end of it, uh, you are free to go. At which point, um, Maisie is done with movement theory, and of course, uh, Neva having had a break. Uh, Cromwell also, uh, you would have been having a break. You will meet up for lunchtime, probably, what would you say, in the big sort of park in the centre? Seems like a reasonable place. Or maybe in the uh, refectory. Yeah, wherever you, where yeah. Wherever you probably in the refectory. Well, all of you meet up in the refectory after having had a few of your lessons, just to remind you, Maisie, you had psychology, there was history for Carly, Nave and... Nave? Neva and Cromwell. Um, theology, obviously we just went through, and then movement theory for Maisie. As you will sit down, grab a little bit of food, which is just sort of some, you know, bits and pieces. Well, how's it going, everybody? I think I got about half of what uh, Professor Grunthal was saying in psychology. It should oh, be like it should be illegal to have a class that early in the morning. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I quite uh, I find quite nice first thing in the morning. We had our first couple of lessons; they were really interesting. I'm quite looking forward to this. Uh, I'm looking forward to this learning thing. I mean, it's very different from learning at the academy of the monastery. Well, why? What, what, what was that like? Oh, well, the monasteries, it was there to be charged, I say. It's far more focused and a lot of repetition of the same kind of stuff, you know. Also, is a certain amount of practicality about, you know, dealing with uh, people in poor areas and things. But uh, this. It's having a view from the outside, if you like, from someone who isn't sort of... It's just a bit wider worldview, I think. It's got, to, it's got to help me a lot to understand more about the world and about people in it, I think. Really looking forward to it. It's been nice to have professors that aren't handpicked by my parents. Well, that's not a problem I've had, of course, but yeah, I'm glad to hear it's, uh, it's good for you. Mm. Well, why w I mean, why would your parents... Pick your professors? We were homeschooled. Um, oh. And they just brought people into the um, to, into the house to teach us. Oh. Neva, mm. you must be quite embarrassed about that. You're staying very quiet. <laughs> she got along with most of them. I was, I was a menace. Uh, 
Did you find was that because you didn't enjoy it or because uh, you didn't like the, the professor? I had us learning things like economics and I couldn't give two shits about it. Uh, oh. Is yeah, that is that where big, you learned? It's a big mood. Is that where you learned to like stab people? I mean, there were some like a what? PE class, but it's about economics. stabbing. No, yeah. not in economics. There were some extracurricular activities that, like, sure. Oh, I sounds weird to me. Inside yeah. check. <laughs> Run inside. Can I, can I do an insight? Yeah, you can do an insight. Uh, lazy roll, either deception or um, whatever the other one's called for uh, persuasion. Persuasion. Uh, it ran away. Whichever one seems most appropriate, and tell me which one you're rolling, of course. I got a fourteen. Yeah, but don't tell me. Oh. I want to work it out. Okay, just type it. <laughs> Hold on. I have to use my phone. My my backstory brain is all warmed up now from Simon's <laughs> intro, so we're we're going now. We get we're getting to it. Sorry, <laughs> it's going to take a second. I have a lot of apps to scroll through. I can just roll for you uh, if you want. No, I got it. I got it. Okay. I well. Right, carry the one. Yep, carry the one. Uh, <laughs> Throw 17 dice. You say, how many things are you adding to this roll? <laughs> um, what did you get, Joe? Uh, 113. Uh, a 14. 14. Okay. Um, yeah, it seems to be the truth. Uh, you, you have no real reason to believe that this wouldn't be the truth. Okay. So that begs the question, why would your parents pay for a lesson where you learn how to stab people? Self-defense, I guess. I mean, we were taught a certain amount of uh, sort of self-defense and so on at the monastery, and we're very much against uh, hurting or killing people. So, you know, it's not unusual yeah. to learn a little bit of... Uh, that is also good exercise, of course. I always like, like to go into how important it is for us to be self-sufficient and all that. Yeah. That and know how to run a business. I mean, how, where did you learn... Did you learn any kind of skills like that? Come on, in the video... When you were growing up, did you ever learn anything about, you know, self-defense, that kind of thing? Me? I'm, look, I'm, I'm tiny. I, I hide, uh, I run away, and then when the, the magic started kind of manifesting, I, you know, picked up a, picked up a wand and, and realized that I could, you know, kind of do, do something with that. But, it, I mean, you, you've seen me in, in, a, in a fight. I'm not so, uh... Uh-huh. Sorry, it's the the, the bassy, bassy notes yeah, in my voice. There's, there's, there's some like real dubstep going on in the lunch hall. <laughs> someone else has got some music playing. <laughs> uh, so I think that's you know that's that's, it's gen- definitely that's, that's generally been like has- my my fighting experience. I mean, there's like like I was saying to you last night. There's a couple of other things I can do if I've kind of got the energy for it, but I, we had kind of not conserved that for our little um, uh, expedition the other night. Um, so, yeah, but you could say self-taught, self-discovered. Um, well, where did you go to school there? I mean, I, I presume you must have had some education before university. Um... I I worked as a cleaner at a at a school in Courtsia, and that uh, kind of had some in, informal stuff there. Uh, that's that's how I got the the, the recommendation here because 
um, you know, some of the, some of the teachers like me, and kind of got me a, got me a, a recommendation. Um, but I think mostly that's because of because of the kind of the magic manifesting, and we don't really know where it comes from. Um, but again, that 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 is why I'm here because I want to know how I can how I can do better with it, and you know, so something like having having the the ability to pick out teachers. Sounds sounds great to me. I mean, I, I don't know why you'd be so excited about that not being the case. Uh, that that sounds awesome because then you can choose what you or I suppose your um, spawn. I don't, know, I don't spend a lot of time with children. <laughs> uh, can can learn, and that sounds that sounds great. The problem was more so that they never asked us what we wanted to learn. They just decided you're going to take over the business, and I said, "Fuck that." <laughs> so you, you don't want to take over the business and be rich forever and live a life of luxury? Not the way they do now. I think a life of luxury is overrated. I mean, true riches doesn't come from money, does it? It comes from helping other people. Yeah. All it really so seems to have done for them is make them very bad at people. Richness comes from having a having a crap load of gold somewhere, right? Wealth comes from having a crap load of gold. Richness of the soul has nothing to do with money. I don't, I don't know. It seems like, well, may, maybe this is maybe this is one of your religious things that I, I don't really get. Um, it's just that, like that, that seems a bit backwards to me. What, what about you, Samir? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. What do you mean? What about me? Like, what do you what do you think about richness and also um, your schooling? Because you you came here with a like a schoolmate, right? Yeah. Well, like, well a school a school nemesis, a school <laughs> anti Samir. Yeah. Anti Semitism. Anti Semitism. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Cancelled. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I mean, you, 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 did you have a lot of formal schooling when you were growing up then, or uh, were you more like Cromwell, sort of picked it up as you went along kind of thing? I mean, yeah, I guess. I kind of tried to avoid it. <laughs> um, you know, I like hitting things. Hit them all. I mean, it come, comes handy. Everybody has their strengths, do they? I suppose what we're here for is to learn when to hit people and when to, uh, when not to, and uh, hopefully only to hit people if they absolutely uh, is an alternative. Or unless we're being paid to. I'm not sure about that one. I mean, I know uh, I can understand when you different backgrounds will affect us in different ways, and you know I've been very lucky. I've never had to. Uh, to worry about where the next meal is coming from, or to worry about uh, a roof over my head. I mean, I haven't had a lot, but I've had enough. So I've never really gone into this sort of whole desperate for money thing, you know. I've seen people so much worse off than me. It's it's not great. That, that's why I think the the whole like, oh, if I, if I had shitloads of money, I'd be, I'd be super happy and super uh, rich in spirit, or whatever it was you said. Because if you're rich in your wallet, you are also rich in your spirit. And you can just do whatever you want. You, you, you the, problem comes, the problem comes with if it's all you care about, then you just kind of ignore all the people. 
then it's like, oh, I have all this money. Everyone I bring my life is angry at me because I don't get the money to pay. Greg, you're super um, quiet, isn't it? You're not quiet. You are being suppressed because as you talk, your iPad is filtering out the fan and it's going. <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? That is exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've got to do so many voices, you know, in your DM. I don't know how to help this. Just speak super close to, to the thing. Let, let, us, let us get all up in your mouth. <laughs> speak, louder, speak louder than the fan. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> it's Carly's dad on the phone. We've been mispronouncing his name the whole time, and it's actually Kermit. Right. As you are all eating your food, nom nom nomming away, there's the familiar bell noise of a. Nom nom. I don't know why I did like an Indian hand over there. Bell noise of um, uh, class starting. One o'clock p.m. The familiar so, bell noise of the bell. The lessons that you're all going to, and I, I'm going to tell you this, even though you all already know what your schedule is, of course. But at one uh, o'clock, it's Therion studies. Neva heads off to Therion studies. Samir, you, you head off to combat tactics, and Carly and Cromwell, you both head to arcane theory, arcane which is a nice two-hour lesson. What a start. And Maisie has a free period. Maisie has a free period. <laughs> Maisie has free period. No supervision. So. <laughs> free period is free period if you just don't go. We'll start with the arcane theory. Uh, which you are going to, I believe, um, Callaway Quad on the northeast uh, classrooms. Uh, they're fairly nice classrooms. Uh, Callaway Quad is you know, one of the sort of bigger buildings, so you get some bigger-ish classrooms. It's fairly standard itself. Uh, you walk into the classroom and realize quite quickly that there is no professor in sight. Uh, you all walk in, you sit down, find your chairs, and there's a little low murmur of voices as you just all whisper to each other. But eventually, after a few minutes, um, huffing and puffing through the door, leaning quite heavily on an umbrella as a walking stick, is an old and quite grumpy man. The wrinkles and uh, complexion, which my thing is corrected to completion, say he is human, and the balding grey hair confirms it. Once he's limped to the front of the class, he looks over his half-moon glasses, somehow looking even more grumpy than before, with one raised eyebrow, and jowls that could compete with the bulldog before grumble grumbling out some words. And before I say what he says, I realise I didn't send a picture of uh, Professor Mez, and I also have one of this too. So if you give me a second, I'll go to my... Uh, where are the professor images? Where are the professor images? Where are the professor images? This is Ashwell Morthogus, I imagine. So, yes. this is Ashwell Morthogus. Uh, Elusive is... professor. There you go. So, first things first, I'll show you Professor Mez. Surely, surely the one, surely the subterfuge professor should be Elusive. And then secondly, I will show no, you... We've not been able to, I've not been able to speak to this guy yet. I've tried like four times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ooh, thought was there. So I also, <laughs> how, how do you usually end up showing this on, on here? I think if I end up clicking on that and then... 
but I don't have a beard. Wait, is that that um, that umbrella has has a spell as the top bit of the umbrella? I like it. I like his shoes. I, I don't. I'm going to make sure that this is actually so. On the stream, there we go. We've got Ashwin Morthagus and uh, Sabina Mez, who are both. Uh, yes, it's a very, very old and grumpy, and uh, I enjoy that that, that very much. Right. Apologies, I'm not used to having to do this kind of thing. Uh, Sorry. It's not your fault. <laughs> not your fault. So. Greg, the expert, normally does this stuff. Yes, yeah, he grumbles out some words. He says, "Everything you think you know about magic is most probably wrong." It isn't made by gods. It doesn't come from pixie dust. No, it's raw science in action. Magic is a force, just like gravity or wind, that exists in all of the space around us. Those who are clever enough can control this force to do their bidding with ease. Magic is not good, nor evil. Magic does not have an opinion or a conscience. Magic is whatever you decide to do with it. In this class, you'll be learning all of these basics in excruciating detail, and if you pay attention, by the end of the year, you'll know the basics better than you know yourself. And we'll be able to control, create, and even understand the raw power that we rely on in this world. So stop gawking at me like I'm some kind of circus freak and let's get learning. The lesson is long. Two hours of his voice. And though it is extremely informative, it goes quickly. It Like, it's speeding past. If you're making notes, you have to be using shorthand. If you're trying to listen every now and again, you miss a word, it's too late. It's already gone. It's difficult to follow, but extremely complex, and it is all approached extremely scientifically. As he had said, there's nothing that says magic is just like, you know, it's a thing that you have. It's all around, like, magic comes from somewhere, magic is used in some other way, there is a formula behind everything, to the point where you're almost convinced that he could explain the scientific formula behind each spell, in, like, the detail of how it's made, like a, like a chemical composition. Um... It is very interesting, but by the end of it, your brain will be hurting. There's no break through the two hours. He just powers through, and then as soon as it ends, sort of like a five minutes before the hour, he's gone. He doesn't mention midichlorians, does he? He doesn't mention midichlorians. <laughs> so your brains are probably hurting by the end of that. Meanwhile, uh, I won't do the Therion study. I would, say, I would, as he's heading out the door, I, I would attempt to flag him down, but whether or not he does or not. You get the feeling he saw you, but just doesn't. <laughs> it just doesn't pay attention. Maybe a bit of a... as he walks past and he's just stumbling off using his umbrella as a walking stick. Uh, even though it's not raining outside. I'd still be scribbling notes down all the bits I've missed. Mm -hmm. uh, I will I will go through the Therion Studies one because I know all you guys are probably... I mean, it's up to you. Are you interested in hearing it as well? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to know what Therion Studies is. So. We can tell Purdy what, what Neva missed later. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah. I figure she can listen back. Uh, so obviously I will get another image for this one. So, to Neva. As you walk into the classroom, you see a very large creature almost reaching the ceiling with his head. He has a worried look on his large square face, not doing a very good job of hiding the awkwardness behind the large yellow and black eyes. He is obviously muscular, but it seems that this muscle, muscle is naturally occurring, as there is still a layer of podge but what could be quite the intimidating frame is compromised by the slouched pose. The creature is evidently a furball, shown by the blue-gray skin and cow-like ears, and is wrapped up in fur-lined leathers, probably not a fan of the cold. Once everybody in the room has sat down, he awkwardly paces a few steps forwards before addressing 
the room. And again, I will show you in pictures. Uh, who I believe is this one. Oh, and it's gone away. There it is. Is this one? Professor Broadwell. Uh, which, again, I'll do an attempt to make it appear on stream. Again, I'm impressed by the shoes. It looks like a nice chap. It's just not loading. There it is. Yeah, the awkward kind face. I'm very impressed by how much I managed to make that face look how I wanted on a program that is not made for that kind of stuff. So, so he speaks. <clears throat> Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Mace, I mean Professor Broadwell, and I will be teaching you uh, Ethereum st Studies classes this year. I'm sure it will be become evident throughout the year that I am very passionate about my subject, and I hope that from my teaching you will also become as passionate as I am ab about the subject. This year we'll be exploring all of the wonderful details of the beasts that roam this world, including animal physiology, understanding behavior, habits, environments, and homes and avoiding extinction. I've always believed that a hands-on approach is the best way to learn, so I'll be doing my best this year to make sure that you get real interaction with some of the beasts you learn about. So, without further ado, let's start learning. And to Neva, I will say, it's a, it's a kind of like with Professor Mez, a very gentle lesson, very kind uh, sort of you know, fathering in this case. Um, interactions, listening to everybody, but does seem very awkward, almost like they feel as though they shouldn't bear a bit of, a bit of imposter syndrome. Um, but it is adorable. I know they are a completely different individual, but I just want my headcanon is that that's Melon that has transformed <laughs> himself into a tall fur bog just to be different. And as yeah, it that warms my heart. <laughs> oh. oh, Melon. Meanwhile, my little peasant, Professor Broadwell. Broadwell. Meanwhile, in combat tactics, which I believe is in the uh, the guild hall, Samir. Uh, yes. Yes. Combat tactics. There we go. You walk into the classroom to see a tall human figure leaning against the professor's desk with folded arms and a slightly amused and slightly curious look on his face. You would recognize this figure being the one that approached you in the uh, meet the professor's area and spoke to you saying that he was uh, charged with keeping an eye on you. He has a oh, large God. muscular frame and a chiseled jaw with smartly swept back hair. As you look around the room, you can see a few of the students visibly swoon at the sight of this professor as they walk in and take a seat, and I'm sure your eyes roll back as hard as they can into your skull. Once everyone is situated, the professor steps forward, standing in a relaxed military pose with his arms behind his back. And I've already shared a, an image of this, you know, who this guy is. Um, and says, Welcome everyone. I trust you are having a good day so far. My name is Professor Longwin, and I am one of the professors for combat tactics. So what does that mean, combat tactics? Well, it's the combination of brains and brawn whilst on the battlefield. It outlines the importance of a strong mind and a strong leader in combat. During this course, you'll be learning how to best defeat those on the battlefield, identifying weak points, understanding advantages, and most importantly, learning how to command others in the fight. Sometimes the most important role in combat is not the person holding the blade, but the one guiding it. So, 
let's get going, starting today with our introduction to tactics on the battlefield. Uh, and Samir, this lesson is, um, I mean, I, I don't know how bored you are listening to it, but it's fairly informative. Um, you get the feeling that uh, the person, you know, your professor, has been in some fights and genu genuinely has a good idea of what he's saying. It's not this sort of, I'm a general and I just tell people what to do. It's like, you know, I've worked my way through uh, fighting and maybe adventuring and now I'm passing on knowledge. So it's interesting. There's definitely uh, some ideas of things being introduced that you haven't heard of before. Um, especially like the bigger battlefield based things uh, and it gets the, the general feeling that you're going to learn a lot. Um, not necessarily about how to fight with the blade but how to guide and help other people uh, whilst in a battle if you're ever going to be in. Yeah. After that, do stop me at any point if you want to do a character direction. I'm just going to happily go through all of my uh, my, my professors. Uh, during our, This is halfway through Arcane Theory. In fact, I, as a check-in, how's Carly and Cromwell doing after the first hour of Arcane Theory being spoken to by the professor? I think it fascinating, but really hard to sort of absorb it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, probably, I, I'm probably not making as thorough notes as Carly next to me. I'm probably just writing down kind of like, almost like chapter headings of like cliff notes to then go back and write down later uh, and more active listening than kind of attempting to scroll everything down fair enough um so Maisie after Hi. your hour break what did you get up to in your hour break that's what that's just the alarm saying that it's time for the next lesson <laughs> Simon I'm pretty sure that's coming from you <laughs> It's either Joe or Simon. I'm pretty sure it, it was Simon. It ain't me. <laughs> I don't have a lot. I don't know if that was just outside. <laughs> it might just be outside. Simon's um, house is reversing. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's outside the house, Alex. But house. if you see flame and smoke yeah. behind him. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It, although anyway. it did stop when Simon muted, so. I'm torn. Because there's two... I'm Sorry. <laughs> I either would just like go check out the um the 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 the, the obstacle course again and get get a little practice in one of the sections. Or um actually no, I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll do that. I've thought okay. through it as I was talking about it. So at the beginning of the hour, you step over to um I need to bring up my things that says Oh, there it is. Uh, sort of there. You go over to the uh, assault course, and there is no one there. Um, it seems obviously most people are in class, and obviously there's no class being taken here at the moment. As you are going up to it, you get the feeling that a class has just finished here, so you are now approaching as other people are going away, possibly a second year. Um, you don't see a professor, they may have gone in a different direction or whatever, but uh, just a load of people who you don't recognize walking away from it. What section are you going to do? I mean, there's no real, like, sections. I've been breaking it down into, like, fives, but you can do any sort of part that you want. Uh, and I can run through sort of the bits and bobs if you want reminding. Let's just do the starting section. I, I Like, I have class. I don't want to get too sweaty. Okay. So, obviously, I won't go into as much detail as I have previously, because why would I? So, you step up, feeling confident, I'm sure, to the tipping beams. Those, you know, nice uh, uh, balance. Switch into my running shoes. Into your running shoes, 
and uh, the, the three beams, uh, which you have to, of course, uh, balance as you go along. So just give me your... Uh, oh, uh, where's the thing that says what it is? Your acrobatics roll. I'm going to just give you the roll, because it's a process to pull up the sheet. Do you have my stats? Uh, I can I can run your stats, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. Okay, that's a seven. Okay, uh, well, your, ac your acrobatics is plus three, and your... Um, is Athletics it? is plus five. They should both be plus five. Conflict. I see where the issue was. They are both plus five. In which case, yeah, you can add those numbers on. That's not too hard. I have the character sheet. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. Okay, you rock up with a, an absolute bunch of confidence, and you just make it across. It's one of those things where you're running across, or you say you're walking across, and you can feel about halfway your balance is just disappearing, so you go faster and faster and faster to just make it to the other side. No one's there to see you almost stack, you know, fall over. I was going to say stack it. Um, hey, I made you fall over. But you made it, exactly. You know, Incredible. Bound to the crowd. Uh, and that immediately onto the ooze crawl. In fact, actually, what I'm going to say is you're, you're, you're rushing so fast forwards, you just automatically step into the ooze crawl. Both feet end up just going in as you're gaining that balance. Oh, fuck so it. just... Uh, so... No, no breather. Athletics. Well, I mean, you can breathe. You're just standing still. <laughs> um, nine plus five. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Maybe you didn't have your coffee this morning, even though you had 17 cups, but it's a difficult, <laughs> difficult... Oh, can I get... Eventually, you do get through. It's just, it takes a while, and it's difficult, and you're really sore at the other end, especially since you didn't get That's your exactly. break. Uh, but you do manage to get across, just, you know, nice and easy. Straight into the ring swing. If at any point you want me to remind you what these things are, just tell me. No, that's fine. Straight into the ring swing. Um, to get some of those, there's athletics or acrobatics. Ooh, baby. It's a 17 either way. 17. Yeah, that's fine. You've got zero worries about that one. Uh, not as easy as the last time you did it. You're not sure. Maybe you got a bit more swing last time because you're a little less exhausted, but you don't I've have had any to fight problems getting across. Since the last time I did this. Mm, exactly. Exactly. You're tired. Unsurprisingly yeah. tired. A little shaky. You swing across. All of them. One, two, three. Uh, I believe there's three, maybe four of them. Get to the other side, immediately on to more of the tipping beams, which I'm sure you're more confident of this time, because, you know... Yeah! You, you, you can do it a second time. Athletics, no. I really can. Acrobatics. 24. 24. Yeah. Yeah, natural I mean, you basically have practice at this point. You just... It, it, they barely even move. But you're going so quickly and nimbly that they don't even tip like seesaws. You just I do a somersault. Exactly. Yeah, why not? Just do a flip at some point. Um, no, no, that's, some, ran, that's fine. some rando straggler from the previous lessons, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and that leads you directly onto the log traversal, traversal your spinning log, um, which is normally like where I do the sort of end of the first section as we've done it previously, um, which I believe is a uh, acrobatics as well. It's an acrobatics, okay. Um, not so well. Eight plus five, 13. 
13. You start confidently after having done such a good job on the tipping beams. You get like three quarters of the way before you start wibbling, get a little shaky leg, and you just can't make it at the end. Eventually you end up slipping, rolling off, and, and landing on the ground. It's not too too far or too hard. It's more just like one foot ends up stepping down. Um, an unfortunate result, but yeah, you don't make it across. You run in the same time. Ground, face the ground, I just go, I meant to do that. <laughs> um, no, I'll call it there. Okay. In which case, that's probably taken about maybe 20 minutes all in all, maybe a bit less because pauses between and just analyzing and stuff like that. Um, okay. You're probably a little tired. Uh, not too tired, um, but just a little. In the guild hall, is it just classrooms or is there like a someone to speak to about specific martial training? So there are no um, offices in the guild hall. Uh, let me just confirm that. One yeah, there are no offices in the guild hall. Um, all of the offices have been in other areas. Um, you might be able to find a teacher somewhere, but they'll probably be teaching if they're around here. Okay. You haven't checked the woodshop or the forge either, so... Because, you know, Edge might be there. That... Maybe he has no reason to go there. Yeah, but, you know, that's just a hilarious character interaction. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> um, I don't want to walk because this is where my next class is. I don't want to walk too far. You can just go into the gardens oh. and sit down. No, I'm avoiding the gardens. No, the, the other gardens. <laughs> Two sets of guns. I'll go to the other gardens then, yeah. So you walk over to the student lounge, this is student gardens, which are lovely, lovely, lovely and very well set out. Some benches, a couple of flowers, um, some of those like picnic bench things, you know, where it's like wooden seats on either side and it's a table. Um, there's a couple people chilling around here, no one you recognize, uh, just having a little bit of uh, a late lunch in some of their cases. Or just doing some studying, written, written stuff. Um, some of them looking a little I'll, tired. They might have also done an assault course recently. So. I'll, I'll sit under a tree or something and just put my headphones on and listen to Terror Form. Okay, yeah, you listen to some music. Blasting in your ears, nice and calming. Uh, as a little breeze goes past, it's quite a cool day. Uh, on like a, a lower teens uh, centigrade. Uh, yeah, pretty quite a nice time. Eventually yeah. that hour is up, and uh, you have to get up and Gotta go, go to your subdiffuge. Um, which one's next to my thing? But first, uh, back to, because this is the order I have it on my sheet, and I can't bother to go back yeah, yeah, and forth. Yeah. Uh, Neva goes to Botany, um, which is in Callaway Quad, uh, who in fact, you would walk past, uh, Samir, you would walk past Neva, probably say hi, as <laughs> you're going to a similar classroom uh, in Callaway Quad, same area. Meanwhile, Arcane Theory is just still going. <laughs> anyway, with Botany. Uh, to Neva again. As you're walking across the quad, approaching the classroom, you start to get a faint whiff of uh, a very floral and quite lovely smell. Once you get to the classroom, the source of the smell is very obvious. The room is littered with all sorts of wondrous plants placed around the room to give the feeling of entering a wondrous clearing in a magical forest. Sitting at the front in a rather marvellous looking wheelchair is a grung carefully tending to one of the more exotic looking plants that almost seems to be breathing or at least moving as though it were breathing. 
The grung in the chair is very thin and gangly, with black skin and yellow stripes, almost suggesting that he could be poisonous. He is sporting a leather waistcoat over a white shirt with a bolo tie and some rather comfortable-looking jeans and cowboy boots. As everyone settles, he moves his wheelchair to the front of the class using some sort of joystick and pauses before talking. When he talks initially, it sounds like the gurgles and pops of Grunk, the languages of the Grung, before the translator on his neck kicks in, talking in common. Uh, and I will, once again, throw some photos in your direction, because who doesn't like some images? Uh, so there we go. Professor Kroll, who uh, I will again try to do that once it loads. Once it loads. There we go, Professor Crawl and his, his lovely fancy wheelchair. How lovely. Also okay. slightly worrying. Worrying. Immoral. Worrying as in looking poisonous. As ah, yes, I see. Mark's just prejudiced against characters with red eyes. Um, <laughs> no, it's more of the black and yellow. I don't like wasps. And, uh, <laughs> uh, and he speaks, and this is one of those voices where I would apologize, but it's hilarious and I don't care. So he says, <clears throat> Well, howdy, everyone. My name is Professor Crawl, and I would like to give you all a warm welcome to the Delrac and Strangelings Academy and to my class of botany. I'm sure you've noticed the large arrangement of exotic plants I brought in today. This is to give you a taste of what's to come in the coming year. We'll be looking at a multitude of different species and a genus of plant from all around Xiao and learning the uses, dangers, and environmental details of said plants. So without further ado, we shall get on with the class. And that continues forward. A, a very no. interesting uh, accent, which... I have a question. Yeah, yes? Well, I guess... Less of a question and more, <laughs> more of a comment. A, more of a comment is: Did somebody design the translator so that Grung was translated into a cowboy accent, or is <laughs> so out of your characters wouldn't know, but you guys have heard Grung before, and it wasn't like that. Uh, this is either a you know, personal choice, or you know, whatever. Or, or is, like, or is this, or is it that in Grung? He also speaks with a cowboy cowboy equivalent accent, and it's just I, being translated. I like the idea, well, as much as I enjoy the idea of a like a cowboy grung in grung. I, I think I prefer the idea of it being like a sat nav, and you can change the voice. <laughs> oh yeah! So you could get like a Mister T grung, <laughs> Mister Trunk. Anyway, um, oh no! <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lovely class. He, he ends up going through all of the different like plants around the room, explaining there's so, so, so many different types. There's a couple which he warns you not to get too close to. A couple which are just extremely colourful. Um, the one that seems to be breathing genuinely does seem to be breathing. It's the idea of a plant that um, doesn't photosynthesize so much as the plant that can breathe. The plant that can breathe. The plant that can breathe. Um, so yeah, a wondrous and a very, uh, very special lesson. Meanwhile, Samir, you're going over to law. <laughs> um, yeah. it'll be fun, I'm sure. Uh, as you walk over to the classroom, uh, the classroom is silent as you enter, the only audible sound being the low, dissonant whispers of the students already sat down, and the low hum of something in the ceiling, maybe heating or power, just that general, you know, room noise hum. At the front, sat up straight in a chair, is a triton lady, small in stature and delicate in features. 
She has the natural blue skin of a Triton, with the natural golden markings on her face, and wears loose, dress-like clothing with some pretty jewellery on her wrists and neck. She waits until everyone is settled, and then stands up at the front waiting for the whispers in the room to die down, and as soon as they do, she speaks, and once again, to keep up some consistency, I'll throw an image in your direction. Which, which bloody one is this one? Where are you? I've forgotten who this is already. What's, where your, where what's, your, what's your professor's name? Where? Uh, good question. Professor uh, McGenna, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Professor Sawyer, the lawyer. <laughs> Professor McGenna. There you go, a picture of uh, Professor McGen, who I will again bring up on the old. What's a Madoodad? There we go. So. Again, I feel like I will apologize, but won't apologize for this. Uh, because oh, yeah. I'm varying accents. 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 Welcome, everyone, to Law. My name is Professor McGen. I am hoping this will be a wonderful year of learning and brilliant education. As long as you listen and ask questions, you will do absolutely fine in my class. And please do not hesitate to reach me in my office hours and talk about subject matters outside of class. I'm here to make sure that you can do the best you possibly can. As you already know, this year will be split into seven different modules. And with this much content to go through, we will be moving quickly. So I suggest you keep on top of your home studies to ensure that you do not fall back. There will also be a quiz every two weeks to make sure that you are keeping up with this content. And if it seems you are struggling, I'll be running a weekly evening class to help you out. Okay, so let's get started with criminal law. As much as the accent is obviously fun and the lesson, the, the, the sorry, professor, it seems very, you know, kind and gentle. The uh, content, at least for you, Samir, is not particularly interesting. I mean, you're starting with criminal law. It's a lot of the, like, ins and outs of law, starting in uh, Carmanthia, moving to, like, how it differs in different countries, and just sort of the general overview of how it all works. Um, I'm not sure you're particularly interested, but, you know, it, it's not too difficult to listen to. There's not a lot of complex stuff yet. It's just a lot of, like, starting details. Um, but after the hour... Eventually it ends and she says her goodbyes and you all get up. The whole There's a bit of a different vibe in this classroom. Most of the students sort of stay quiet. You don't know if everyone's staying quiet because everyone's staying quiet or if it's just the general, the people who have taken law are just quiet in general. But it's one of those where you feel like you can't really say anything or it'll be noticed immediately and it'll be all awkward. And you'd, yeah. So, yeah. But eventually, yeah, that lesson's over. And you all end up uh, coming out of classrooms at a, a very similar time. Um, probably all seeing each other at least for like a five minute gap because a lot of you are in Callaway Quad except for Maisie unfortunately a lot of you are in in fact all of you except for Maisie are in Callaway Quad as you all step out <laughs> and sort of say hello and uh, and and uh, move on to the last lesson of the day uh, uh, I will just quickly say to Cal uh, that Although I've got enchantment now, I'm going to head to Professor Morthagus's office afterwards if he would like to join me. Yeah, okay, I'll see you there. What time do you finish? Uh, that finishes um, at four. Oh. Uh, but I think we were told, I was told last week that 
if I if I go there uh, today after when that finishes, I should still be able to catch him in his office hours. I wouldn't mind saying hello to him. So yeah, okay, I'll uh, I'll try and head back over here. We'll meet where we are now in the middle of the quad at about four then. Okay. Also, I don't know about you guys, but there's something just about the energy of this group that we have together at the moment. It just feels really good. Can't, can't think what. Can't think what. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, when we get back to the rooms, wouldn't mind swapping some notes on the uh, on the lesson we just had. That was uh, pretty intense, I thought. The arcane theory. So, if you got time, yeah. Okay. And I'll I'll <laughs> my way off to uh, enchantment. <laughs> over there. Hey, hey, Samir, how do? I was that. Was it uh, law you were doing? How'd that go? <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I have to be honest, it sounds like quite a hard course. I'm sure you'll be okay. You're a clever chap. I think I had that conversation with an old housemate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, uh, I just no. love, in all of this magical world, learning lore. <laughs> it, it could come in handy. I mean, you never know if we accidentally sort of knock a house down or something. Anyway, I'm going to back over to the, you know, I think I'll head over to the, uh, that uh, grassy area, have a little bit of a rest in the sunshine for a bit, try and read through my notes and wait until four o'clock. So enchantment. Uh, where are you? I, I believe it's still in Callaway Quad, so you can rather quickly get over yeah. there, or at least in your steps. Um... CQA2. Yeah. Uh... The first thing you see walking into this class is a rather intimidating and grumpy-looking hobgoblin, who you've of course seen before. He's fairly muscular, with a tall and large frame, staring into the classroom with his yellow eyes atop a black sclera. His skin is deep red and accentuates his black hair, which is placed on a bun in his head, coming down to thick, long sideburns on his cheeks. He wears long, flowing robes and a cape. As you're all settled, he gives a big sigh as though he doesn't want to be there, and speaks. Alright, time to get started. My name is Professor Preston, and I have the honour of teaching you some of your enchantment studies this year, alongside my college colleague Professor Morthagus. Hopefully you're all ready and prepared to get started, because this year will be fast-paced, and if you aren't paying attention you will be left behind. So, let's not dilly-dally on, dilly on the details and get right into it. First up, manipulating the mind. And just like that, straight into a lesson. Uh, fairly easy to follow his definitely not Scottish accent as you uh, uh, <laughs> listen for the hour. And it, it's like there's no introduction or anything. You're like straight into the, to the meat of this. You're learning already about the basics of enchantment and how it starts to work and how uh, the reasons why that might sort of particularly work when affecting people's minds. And you're like straight into the, like I said, straight into the meat of it all. Um, it's a fairly interesting hour, though again, a lot of details. Your brain's probably feeling pretty tired at this point anyway. Um, but you get a, you know, a good amount of information, you probably take some notes, and uh, at the end of it all, you get a fairly, fairly early uh, uh, end to the day. Not as early as everyone else, as it just approaches that four o'clock mark. Before we finish, so during the lesson, I would like to have a look around at who else is a student in this room with me. Like, how many um, of us are there? Is there anyone I recognise or anyone that stands out? So let me quickly... 
uh, there is, of the people that you have recently met, so uh, obviously the people in your classroom, there's the people in the, the sort of couple um, apartments around you who you weren't particularly fans of, you don't see any of them in here. Okay. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> okay, and roughly how many people in this class? Uh, you're looking at a solid, like, 40. 40, okay. It's a fair few, not as big as some of the classes get. Um, you generally get the feeling that these specific uh, schools of magic lessons tend to not be quite as big as just like the arcane theory one. The the you know, earlier today, your arcane theory um, had 65, 70 people. Like it was a much larger classroom, uh, or a much larger class of people, I should say. And then at the end of that, yes, you are all. Uh, ready to, I believe you said you wanted to go over and see which professor was it? Yes, uh, so from what we had, it was actually when talking to Professor Preston in the preceding week, um, he'd said, I think we're falling into the time, he said Professor Morthagos would be in his office for his office hours and to then come back on this day at this time, basically. So I'll pick up Cal on the way and head to his, uh, head to his office. Okay, so uh, you you would be aware that his office hours are from three until four, and this lesson probably finishing a little early because one of the first lessons you have like a maybe five minute window before you're not sure whether he'll accept you in as the office hours. Um, and you've got to get over to um, the Arcanum, which isn't too far away. Uh, maybe you've got a bit longer than that. You, you you know that you'll be like pushing the edges of how uh, happy he'll be to see you. Um, but you get over to the Arcanum, you go through to the office area, or at least knock on the door. Uh, in fact, actually, you realize quite quickly that you're following your professor, um, your hobgoblin professor, pretty much the entire way, because he's going back to the same offices. Um, and as you get there, he walks in, you knock on the door, he immediately turns around, and he's like, Yes? Hello, uh, we're here to see uh, Professor Morthagus, if he's available, please. Right. Um, and... That was a great intro to Enchantment. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. He turns around and just goes back to whichever office. Um, does, does he leave the door open or is he going to get... The door is on like an auto-close. Like it's okay. one of those sort of slowly closing as you see him wandering off. And then after a couple seconds, a couple couple minutes, um, he comes back, the, the same uh, professor comes back, opens the door and says, you've got about two minutes. And then he goes off to his office. That's great. You walk through and uh, get to this much larger office than the rest, which on the front says Professor Morthagus, uh, Professor Ashwell Morthagus. And uh, the door is closed, but you can see through these like um, like misty windows, there's definitely movement of somebody inside. Quick knock. You hear a... Oh, yes. Open the door, poke my head around, go, uh, hello, Professor, we'll just be very quick, because um, we know yeah. your office hours are closing soon. Mm. Um, I'm Cromwell, this is Carly, uh, we were in your arcane theory, and I, I'm also in enchantment, looking forward to seeing you teach that. Um, uh, I personally, I just wanted to submit myself for um, consideration for an apprenticeship with you. Um, I've already spoken with Professor uh, Katwain as well, um, and they'd said that you uh, you were uh, a good person to, to speak with. So, yeah, I would love to work um, work with you and learn from uh, from someone at the top of the field. 
so if there's anything I need to do to submit an application or, or something, uh, just let me know and I'll be happy to do that. Apprenticeship. Well, what is your name? My name is Cromwell. Cromwell Beckman. He gets, he opens up one of his drawers and brings out this giant binder that hits the table with a massive thump and he starts just like, he does that thing where he licks his fingers but it's a little bit globby and it's kind of gross. So it's going through a load of pages trying to find, eventually he's like, oh yeah. And he's obviously reading what upside down you can recognize as like an application letter that you wrote or at least part of it. He's sort of going mm. through. Oh, well, the magic. Don't know where it came from. Yeah. Yes. Oh, what, what do you want an apprenticeship for? Uh, well, firstly, there are some practical considerations. Um, if the apprenticeship is paid, that would be a, a great bonus. But mm. the primary thing is um, I don't really want to uh, not have control over my magic, um, especially with the um, the nature with which it seems to present itself seems to be unusual. Um, I can I can demonstrate if you would if you would like. Interesting. I'm quite interested as well. If um, <laughs> say it is an odd nature of magic. Uh, when 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 are you free? What's your what are your schedule? What are your lessons? I would I would probably have a copy of my timetable. Yeah, with hand him. it over. Peers at it. He says, uh, "Let's." Um, I need to bring up a thing that he says. Um, actually, I need to find your <laughs> timetable as well. Uh, uh, do you do you want me to give you an example? Tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. Great. Oh, the the upstairs in the the practice room. It'll be free. Uh, uh, you better you better show me impressiveness, and then we might talk about. And we're sure about paid, but I'll be interested to experiment. Uh, well, to, to to work out where your power comes yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, should mm -hmm. I bring? someone with me to show you what might happen uh so that for example i don't have to cast a spell like or do magic on on yourself we have facilities to not allow okay. we generally don't promote <coughs> students using magic on each other okay um if i'm if i may just give you a very quick thing this it's slightly different but it's still part of the i think can i um, just, and I will telepathically say, I, this, I can, I can do this, I can do this as well. You I don't know if this is... to telepathically do anything and you, you feel almost like a, like a boundary, like a block that you haven't really felt before that just completely blocks you from entering his mind. Like a mind blank, perhaps. Or... <laughs> and he looks at you as if, you know, he knows what you're doing, he's like... He's curious, well, he doesn't say anything. he doesn't have a brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's that. that. <laughs> um, so, so yes, tomorrow at nine o'clock, upstairs, room number three. Sounds great. Um, do you, do you drink like coffee? Do you want me to, do you, I don't know if you're... <sighs> 
just bring yourself and we'll discuss later. Okay, oh, great. It's worth anything. You better not waste well, my time. I will certainly be endeavouring not to. Thank you very much. Uh, Cal, was there anything that you wanted to... No, I just wanted to say how much I enjoyed the uh, the lesson. I mean, obviously, any extra help you can give me, I've got a similar, not quite perhaps the same, but I've got a similar thing where no experience of magic in my family at all. So uh, any well, guidance you, and so on, I can get you, that. You say nothing in your family. You, you do have a magic relative of, of a kind. But he wasn't uh, a blood relative, though, was he? He was, he was uh, adopted. Name? My name? Uh, Kareta. Uh, that's hard. No, strangely. Free. Uh, do you know where your magic is from? Not a clue, no. I mean, only as, as my friend Cromodia says, I, I obviously had uh, a quite a well-known uh, user of magic a sort of part of our family, but he wasn't a blood relative, and I don't know mm. where my magic's come from. My parents don't have it. Oh, your magic's anything like your uh, great uncle? He's sort of a cousin, I suppose. Then, probably from the gods. Well, celestials. That's, that's, that's interesting to hear. But why me? I don't know. Why anyone? It's a fair answer, I suppose. But any guidance or, or, or extra oh, I'm not the one to be giving you guidance or that sort of stuff. Professor Mez will give you the outline of those, probably. Oh, right, Joe. Thank you. That's very interesting. Thank you. Well, I shall, uh, I shall certainly look forward to the next lesson anyway. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, good luck tomorrow, Cromwell, uh, with, with this. I'm sure you'll both get along famously. Right. Well, I have, oh, I, I have things to do, so. Is yeah, thanks. Just... Thanks for your time, Professor. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm sure they're very busy. Very busy, man. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll see you at the next lesson, whenever that is. Tomorrow afternoon. Cool. We'll head out. Uh, I'm, I'm done for the day, Cal. Are, are you? Yeah, that's me done. All finished. Um, do you mind if we we go back to the flat and I'll I'll tell you about what it is? Because um, he, he was very keen on me not wasting his time, so I just want to make sure that you don't think that I'll be wasting his time yeah absolutely we can exchange notes on the on the arcane theory as well okay yeah. great yeah we've got, we've got a sort of similar thing about trying to understand our magic so yeah absolutely anything you could do to help of course as well okay so i'll head back so you head back where's everybody else at this point i mean you all would have been it's been it's brown I'm in by now you are where in subterfuge oh subterfuge yes this is like four o'clock. Subterfuge finished at three. We didn't go through the subterfuge. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't do it then. We yeah. did not do subterfuge. We skipped right? it. It was so subtle. Do you know what? Yep. The, the, reason, it, uh... the reason I don't have one written down for subterfuge is because I did one for each professor and uh, it, it'll just be the same as it was for theory. The reason he doesn't have one is because he wrote one, but then they stole it. <laughs> but I can tell you the, the first, lesson everyone going in and being extremely stealthy and then the yes. bell rang no the, the subterfuge lesson um, obviously it's Velka uh, uh, again um, it's a very similar sort of uh, you don't feel it's not very personable but you know uh, it is very 
teacher-student relation as with the previous one. She's a little more casual than the, the average professor, as you got before. The lesson itself, interesting. It's another sort of introductory one. Um, obviously, different topics as it was before. You know, it, it does cover a, a fair bit of what you'll be going into, a lot of interesting topics. Um, it outlines how with subterfuge it is not teaching you how to steal things from people, it is teaching you how to know if someone is being stolen from. Um, and that generally, of course, it is not. There is a lot of things about sort of the legality and uh, where it fits in and where this could place you in the world if you became very good at that kind of thing, like bodyguard, protection, working in certain areas. Um, uh, the entire time, you aren't paying, it to a, paying attention to a single word because jingling about on her neck is this uh, purple orb <laughs> <laughs> um, that's just keeping your attention the whole time. Oh, I'm paying attention just also to the orb. <laughs> okay. Is there anyone that you recognize What? Is there anyone that you recognize there? Yeah, is there anyone I recognize in this <laughs> Is event? there anyone you recognize in... Uh, where's it gone? Subterfuge... <laughs> neighbors in here uh there is one person that you recognize uh it's the neighbor from the girls next door the one that is kind of punk, the same sort of like punk outfit that you've got uh going on damn it she is your replacement <laughs> what is she replacement in or upgrade i don't know she in the degree <laughs> class as well um yes damn it Oh, was um was Baron in any of my classes? Baron was in law, saw you, completely ignored you. Um, you would have also seen uh, the sort of leader kind of dude from um, the people opposite that you don't like, the one in the leather jacket, um, was also in your your law class. Hmm. Well, not looking for a nerd. <laughs> At the end of. Subterfuge, can I approach Nocta? You don't attempt to. She um, sticks around a little longer than most of the students, so she's just at the front making notes, doing all those kinds of things. And as you uh, step up, uh, there's evidently the initially no recognition uh, that it is you, because it's just sort of like, oh, there's a student approaching, and she sort of says, yes, how can I... And then pauses as she sees you, like, help you. Um, I had a weird question. Mm-hmm. If we wanted martial training in a specific weapon, how would we go about doing that? Interesting. What weapon are you looking at? <laughs> I forgot about your thing with like the chain knife. <laughs> <laughs> While we were um, uh, inventorying the, the the armory, I saw this, the chain knife, and it seemed really cool. And I wanted to. It, it seemed very specialized. So well. I wanted to see you are correct, it is specialized. I would uh, I would suggest you do a few lessons before you start thinking about that sort of stuff. I mean... Uh, my schedule is, as you can imagine, fairly full. It is not easy for me to take time to individually teach, but... I like initiative. I will give you... Two weeks. Do your own research, and then we'll have a little meeting in uh, the guild hall. You show me what you've learned. I'll see whether it's worth my time to teach you anything. Got it. Okay. Thanks for your time. So that would be in two weeks on a... She says, uh, 11 o'clock 
after movement theory in two weeks time which would be the is it you're here 23rd of september okay Oh, I wrote September ends because I was singing it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you for your time. Okay. Bye. I'm also writing that down, of course. A boot. I can't. I, I put a belt like I'm Canadian. Um, okay. And she. Been studying. Yeah, she uh, <laughs> kind of quickly just like, okay, cool. And then just gets down writing some other, you know, notes and things, as seems to be the. Uh, Eternal. Eternal. I was very aware that I looked at the. Uh... Oh, there it is. The, the stream. It stopped for a second. Um. Okay. Yeah. And then you, I'm sure, put her off. Do you go back to the um apartment? Yes. Well, in which case, you probably all meet up back at the apartment about four o'clock. You're all sort of in the same place, and. Uh, Carly, Cromwell, you're the last ones to, to turn up and to walk in. You're muted, Mark. Am I? Am oh, I? oh, no, you're not. It's just you, your mouth moved and no sound came out. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing, I suppose. <laughs> I like it that way. That's, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I said, uh, hello, everybody. We're back. Hello. Did everyone have a nice, a nice day? Yeah, it was first day. Are shitty neighbors in two of my classes? All of them? Two, two of. No, like, one... but all, all the neighbors are in two of your classes? No, What's Gail of... doing in Substifuge? No, the one that was really rude didn't let us talk to Gail. Oh, the leader oh. guy's in my law class. Who? The leader one, the, the asshole. The lead. Oh, oh, from the other flat. Yeah. Oh, the ice cream. <laughs> oh, ice cream. I wonder. It never occurred to me before that he might have been talking about you. Who? What? Well, do you remember when we passed him and I made fun of him? The thing he said was, "Look what the cat dragged in," and it didn't occur to me that that might have been a comment on you being a Leonin. Yeah, but I'm not a cat. Well, obviously, we know that, but someone who is of a mind to insult you specifically, it would be like asking someone who is who looks more like a cat me? if they're like a tiger. I don't know. They it just might, it might be prejudiced. I'm sure they'll get better once they get to know us. We're not going to kill them, Mark. <laughs> not that kind of get better. <laughs> I mean, let's not take it off the table. Better. Let's just leave it to the side of the table. I'm sure they're lovely people, really. They're just probably just trying to fit in like all of us. Okay, but if he gives you shit, Samir, then you tell us, yeah? Oh, yeah. Because we, cause we know where he lives. You are the last people that I will tell. <laughs> oh, okay. So who's the first person you tell? A, a teacher, obviously. Yeah. That would make sense. 
and then his family when you tell them that he's not around anymore. I don't think we should be doing that kind of thing at university. You know, we're all friends here. <laughs> well, that was more of a joke. That that was because you said that we're not going to kill them. So I died by I was trying to make a joke that that, that we it's that we were, that you were going to kill him. But... Oh, sorry. In that case, because I said uh, that to Mark. <laughs> my apologies. In that case, um, yeah, let's yeah, let's just not take take the killing them off the table. I don't know. We should kill her. I don't. I don't like the. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. They'll be fine. Would you like to know them a little bit? It'll be fine. Sure. Yeah, I. <laughs> I'm not. I mean, I'm a pretty relaxed guy, but I. Don't, so guys, guys, well, obviously we're not going to kill this guy. There'd be no way to get away Why with it. Why are we talking about killing him? I misheard what you'd said, and I, and, I, and I thought that you had brought it up, so I was continuing it. Sorry, Greg, I can't hear a single thing you said. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that didn't work. Computer says no. God, how old is a computer says no reference now? <laughs> Retro. Penny. Can you hear me now? It keeps Not going. Really? You're gonna have to turn off your, off your fan when you're talking. I think. I have, to, <laughs> I have to get up every time to do that. I heard that. <laughs> yeah, we heard that. Oh, it's refreshing not being the person with audio issues. <laughs> well, only person with the audio. <laughs> Suffering silence. <laughs> we just hit well, that suffering silence. Yeah. Well, while Maisie suffering, is, suffering. is struggling, is struggling with her speaker, I'll say to Cal, "Can we? Do you mind if we we go and and work on my my thing for tomorrow?" Yeah, okay? yeah, absolutely. I, I want to, uh, yeah, practice the old magic and so on as well. Is it, I also want to practice the old magic. Well, that's because you couldn't get away with. Can't hear anything you're saying. <laughs> I heard it, it was something about couldn't get away with it at the end. I heard that bit. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was working funny. Try, try again. <laughs> Pro project your voice. I don't want to be too loud because the windows are open. That was, that was fine. fine. That was good. That was great. Yeah, I have to yell? No, that was also fine. That was also fine. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. No, that was not fine. Yeah, that was not fine. Just run upstairs and shout into my microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, you, if you just like, if you call Alex, and then Alex can hold his phone up to his microphone. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would also work. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. okay. yeah, yeah. You can hear me now, but the microphone oh. sounds like garbage. A little bit. Yeah. But, it's, yeah. but we can at least hear what you're saying. Sounds like me. Cool. Probably. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, probably the only reason you're not going to kill them because you can't do it without getting caught? No, of course not. <laughs> that would yeah. only be a minor consideration. It would, <laughs> oh, it, would just... be like, it would be like climbing a tree and breaking a tree house and then getting caught. You know? There was no sign. Who knows what could happen? There's no sign saying not to kill them. <laughs> but, you know, I'm still not going to do it. Well, no, there's, a, there's a law for that. I, I was in class. I learned about that. <laughs> Rule one. 
Weird question. Do any of you have any experience uh, wielding a chain knife? Of no, course not. A chain knife. I know what you're talking about, but I... That is a weird question. Uh, knives? Knives, yes. Chains, no. Because while we were doing the armor armory inventory, we, that was one of the weapons in there, and it was really cool. And I want to know how to use it. And I asked uh, Velcro or she told us just to call her by her first name, which is a little weird for a professor. But um, I gave myself extra work, and now okay. I have like a impromptu Are you interview class. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to do that, but this weapon's really cool, so I kind of want to do it anyway. Oh my god, you're a nerd! <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with nerds. Well, yeah, but she's been pretending like she's super cool and and like, oh no, you know, not but cool, if you're, not for me. But if you're nerdy about weapons, doesn't that make you cool? No. <laughs> I don't know, personally, I think uh, a chain knife is quite cool, actually. Although, uh, obviously only for... Only for target practice and so on but yeah maybe maybe, nerds. maybe before you try a chain knife maybe just work with like a whip first a chain surely it's, it's got to be a similar kind of thing i don't know the, the balance is really weird with the chain knife i don't remember there was yeah flint uh, used to use a, a sort of chain knife thing i think yeah, then, yeah. In the family family history, my uh, my uncle told me that he used to have a, a knife thingy sort of throw or fire or something and, and put it back. I don't think he used huh. it very much. Yeah, see, yep. see if you can find examples of famous historical figures who, who used it, and then see if they ever, like, wrote a book. Like, How to My Chain Knife and Me, A Journey Across the West, or something. And whenever Neva comes out of her, like, weird comatose state over here. Hopefully she can help me find some books or something. I have two weeks. There's a, there's a library full of people who help me find books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, but always, my uh, sister is really good at it. So really good at it. Which professor is he looks after? Oh, I'll tell you what. Etch my know about them because he, uh, he'd make that kind of thing. <laughs> you can always go have a chat with him. <laughs> yeah. Or there's like a com there's like a there's like a combat that's for us. There's like a first name terms. There's like a combat teacher, isn't there? I mean there's a few. But I mean I spoke to Valga, it sounds like if if I do my research on it beforehand. Why are you all on first name terms with these teachers? Yeah. Well, I've only known them for a week. It's a very relaxed university. Valka told me to call her Valka. So. Oh. Wow. Almost none of my professors are like that. They're kind well, of teachers curmudgeonly. If I was you, the first thing you, you need to do is you need to get hold of a chain knife to practice with. Great idea. What even but is a chain knife? Well, it's a knife with a chain on no. it. The problem is... A knife made of chain. I only know of one, and it's in the armory, and I'd have to break it in the armory, which I don't think Vogel would be very happy about, I, and then she probably wouldn't. I was thinking... If you're going she to do might like be quite impressed. Chain, you need to go to, to a weapon shop or somewhere that makes weapons. For example, Etch's place. Why I think I'll talk to my sister first and see. Because uh, he makes weapons, doesn't he? He can't be friends with books. I'm pretty sure he's called Professor Vaspires. Isn't, yeah, isn't, isn't the armory full of weapons for practicing? Can you not just check it out like a, like a yeah, library book? True, true. You might be able to. 
Probably. But yeah, I feel like... Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll do that. I, I want to read about it first, see if there's techniques that I should be aware of. Just like, make sure you blunt the edge first. Otherwise you might, you know, hurt yourself. Most other weapons in there were pretty blunt. They, my, they I just need to say this before need my idiot more. brain will stop thinking it. My idiot brain is just thinking, you Tarzan, me chain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Love why. It. I don't know why. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> That's brilliant. I've been think I've been trying to get it out of my head for like the last ten minutes. <laughs> I just need to say it. <laughs> so Cromwell, do you want to have a look, have a little chat about this uh, magic stuff? Now I would like to exchange notes after yeah. I lecture. Anyway. Yeah, that'd be great. We'll see you later, guys. Yeah, see you later, guys. So where are you two going to head off to? Uh, I'll, to, go to? I'll, I'll just say we can go to my room if you want. Yeah, we could go uh, outside. The, there must be, I'm trying to remember if there's a, like a green area outside. I, I'd prefer to go where lots of people can't see, if that's okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, no problem. Okay, well, I'll bring my books and we'll head to his room. Yeah, you can go sure. to the library then. You go into uh, Cromwell's room. It's a little tight in there, but you know, it's a, it's a fairly uh, posh university, fairly posh rooms. Um, there would be very little decoration, uh, just be where I've put my backpack down. Yeah. Like a few of the, the, the books that I borrowed on, like Monsters with Tentacles yeah, on, they, on a shelf. They would be very little because they'd have to be to scale. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a few stacks of like paper with some pen and ink, like. Almost no personal touches, uh, but in the sink of my bathroom, you would see a giant frozen piece of um, oink pot pie, still frozen. <laughs> oh god, still frozen. Yeah, just, just keep freezing it. Good idea. It's not in great condition because it it will defrost no. overnight when I yeah, go to sleep. It. But freezing it and then re defrost de 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 defrosting it and freezing it and defrosting it. and deep re refrosting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that so, sounds like I, don't, I won't be eating that. So how do you want to do this? You want to do like a, as we've done previously, like an initiative, heavy quotes, fight? Or just general? Yeah, I, I think I was thinking we do whatever note note stuff first, you know, yeah. like copy down some of his, copy down so some just, of mine, Yeah, yeah, just first of all, compare notes and sort of talk uh, about any particularly complicated bits of the uh, lesson. And then... Uh, I would say, um, so, I, I was thinking I would just, we, we can do this one of two ways, I, I, I can, I think it's best to show you, so that you can say, oh, I don't think he'll be very interested in that, so I, I can just not waste his time tomorrow, um, but I can show you by either, like, doing it to you, or we could ask one of the others to volunteer, and you can watch me do it to them. I don't mind. Is it gonna? Is it something where I'm going to take any kind of damage or anything? Um, it could be unpleasant. I mean, I I can cure a, uh, you know a few points of damage if I get hurt or whatever. So a few points of damage, very very in world. Okay, so yes. if you okay, so if you just don't um re resist when it happens to you, then then you're kind of. It's because my stamina isn't great, so it'll, I'll just be able to do it like a couple of times, and that's it. Okay. Uh, I'd also like to ask you if you wouldn't mind just keeping it to your to yourself for now, just because 
Um, until I know a little bit more about it, I think people might think it's a bit strange and um, they might mistrust me if, if my magic is just kind of a bit unpleasant. So if you, if you just wouldn't mind keeping it to yourself. Yeah, sure. I mean, magic, uh, you know what the professor said, magic itself isn't uh, pleasant or unpleasant. It's just how you use it. Yeah, that's true. Okay, well, the the first thing is, and then I will make contact telepathically, and I will say into your mind, I, I can do this. You just see, not see my mouth move. Oh, I, I, yes, I can speak to you in your head, and then you can speak back. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hey, that's really clever. I like that. That could so, come in really handy. Hey, that could be quite... Yeah, yeah. So if you're yeah. on the chat in the in the lectures and things like getting shouted at that would that work quite well actually yeah it doesn't it doesn't last particularly long at the moment unless i like keep doing it but it can work over like if you were to if you were to now like run you'd be able to get quite quite far away before it would stop working so oh. that's that's one thing um and then i uh, you've you've seen me change change how i look i've seen that one very clever it yeah. was too quite unsettling if that was that that baby thing you did well um i can if someone tries to attack me, I can kind of block it a little bit, and I'll, I'll cast Mage Hand so that the little tentacle kind of out the wand. Um, <laughs> so some, something like this kind of comes and, and stops it a little bit. Um, but the the main the, you, you see me do the jabby thing, so and I will cast Mind Sliver, but with no intent to like uh, hurt him. So I don't know if he'll still take damage, but yeah. You can't really do a spell with damage in like an under. You can't really like pull your punches in the same way because magic yeah. is magic. So it would have to be like a proper cast. Cool. cool. So I, well, I'll, I'll still cast it and then realizing that I can't pull my punch, I will just. Uh, thing. So are you are you resisting it, Mark, or are you just letting? It uh, I do I get a choice of resisting something like a mind spike? Well, you can do a saving throw. The point is, if you suddenly felt like something that was going to hurt in your brain. Would you let it happen, or would you? I think I think it'd be like if you put a flame near your hand, you'd still go like that. Exactly. So yeah, you go for yeah. Run the. So it's an intelligent save. Intelligent saving throw. You need okay. thirteen or higher. I have advantage on intelligent saving throws. Uh, where's my intelligence? There it is. That is uh, fourteen. Fourteen. So you, you do save. Uh, yeah, so so you don't you don't save any damage. But what you would essentially see is the thing I've described before. You know when something comes at your face very fast and makes you flinch, you yeah. would see that, and it would probably you you would have like mentally like du or ducked, and so it wouldn't yeah. have hit you and made you flinch. Uh, but you also don't suffer any damage or the kind of the penalty effect. So that's that's the that's the jabby thing. Yeah, I've seen um, you use that. That's quite effective as well. Oh, and then um, this this is the the kind of the main thing, and this kind of I kind of discovered this by accident. So um, I'm sorry if this is quite unpleasant. But, and I'll point my wand at your chest, and I'll make just a little like circular motion and cast uh, simulate drowning. Oh, so please. <laughs> so if you're are you resisting it? So I'm this, not resisting. I'm not sure I can drown. <laughs> you can drown because you can only hold your breath for a certain time. This is not a, it's not a feeling that you would be used to at all because you're used to being able to no, breathe that's underwater. Right. I'm used to, be able to breathe underwater. So you, right. you can breathe underwater, I believe, an hour, two hours, hour, or something yeah. like that. Um, One hour. And after that time, it's as though it's basically like a, you can hold your breath for that long. So after that, 
it would come to this whole like you're running out of oxygen so it'd be this you know tightening feeling in your chest because you wouldn't get quite the same like lung swimming with water because you'd be used to that from breathing underwater but you'd get this tightening in your chest and sudden like lack of oxygen it's more like a vacuum for you where you just suddenly can't breathe and everything just sort of tightens up it would be like a full-on panic almost immediately because you're very unused to it so you're you're not resisting it not gonna make a save just fail save straight away yeah so so it, you would almost you would feel your lungs fill with water in, in your mind obviously you yeah. would know that they're not actually filling with water but if someone was not expecting it you might think that it is uh you would immediately um fall, be incapacitated and fall to the floor and essentially believe that you are drowning um and then I will um, kind of hold it for a couple of seconds and then stop the concentration on it. Do you like... Oh, gosh. Sorry Ooh. about that. Oh, I, uh, I've, already, I've already felt that once before. That was right. <coughs> when I was young and I didn't listen to my mother, so I'm too far from the city and I nearly didn't make it back. <laughs> oh. That was, that's remarkable. I okay. imagine that would, that would really put somebody off if you uh, if they weren't expecting it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you okay? Does it actually do any damage? Uh, no, it doesn't do any damage. So oh. psychological damage, maybe if you yeah. had a massive fear of drowning. Uh... <laughs> oh, that's most, uh, gosh, that's very. Uh... Would it still work if you like to cast it on like a fish? Uh, yes. On a fish, no. Uh, it actually only works with on creatures with an intelligence uh, of um, five or higher. The question you're asking, would it work on like a triton or someone that yeah. can breathe fully underwater? Yes. Um, it would be a weird experience for them though, because they're not. Yeah. Because it, it's, yeah, it's not. It would probably be even more disturbing for them. It's not actually yeah, drowning. It's, it's making your mind your mind believe you are drowning. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I guess it would be like. The experience of like if you get stung by one of those jellyfish that paralyzes you so you can't breathe. Mm. For, for so anyone, like, one, I was gonna say for anyone wondering about this homebrewed spell, it's not homebrew; it's just reflavored Tasha's hideous laughter. But it's uh, more uh, I knew. Clever, <laughs> <I knew. laughs> clever. Yeah, so I, I think that's amused by Cromwell is the kind of person who's like. I can make people feel like they're going to drown. Let me demonstrate by just casting the spell and not like <laughs> telling the person. So you're okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah no worries. And uh, so, do you think that I'll be wasting the professor's time, or do you think that he'll be? I think he'll be interested. I don't. I've never come across anything like that before. Mind you, know, I mean, you... my my magical experience is pretty limited, but it seems a an unusual one to me. Is there anything that you, you want to, like, practice on me then, or demonstrate? Well, I think you see most of the things I could do. I mean, uh, obviously I've got these, the, I can bring down a fire on someone, I'm not going to do that to you, that'll hurt. Uh, I've got a few things that help people. Um, I can I can sort of uh, put people to sleep, which is, uh, you've seen me do that one. No, you haven't seen me do that one, you weren't there. No, you, I've heard you, you say about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've got a couple of other ones where I can uh, cure wounds, or there's a couple of th- things that help people if they are being attacked. I've got a thing called uh, Bless, which will help people to, I can bless people and they'll get a better... It's called Bless, is just really condescending. Oh, Bless. <laughs> oh, oh, bless. <laughs> yeah, I can help people when they're being attacked, that sort of thing. Nothing particularly uh, 
aggressive, should we say. It's all more sort of defensive. Okay. Well, we, we balance each other out quite well then, I think. Yeah. I mean, if we're going into a fight situation, I can I can do things. I can make you a bit more difficult to hit, that kind of thing. Make it a bit easier to save, that kind of stuff. To, to, to protect yourself against things. That's one one I've uh, not really used very much, but I can I can do this thing where I uh, I can put an aura around you where if someone uh, tries to attack you, there's a chance that they'll fail in their attack and have to choose a different target. It makes you a bit more difficult to hit. Oh, great! That'll be super useful next time some Loxodon are trying to tear us up in half. Yeah, unfortunately, like yourself, I've not got that much uh, that much. Uh, uh, what's the word? Stamina. Stamina, that's right. So I can only do one or two of those things at the moment. Yeah. <clears throat> well, when we attack by the Loxodon, I'd already uh, done all my... Yeah, me too. We'll, we'll keep some in reserve um, for next time, but I, but if you think that that'll be fine with the Professor tomorrow, then, then thank you thank you for, for helping me with that. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. He'll find that fascinating, I think. Okay. Well, I will. Of course, uh, I'll keep it to myself. But if you need me, yeah, I'll thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, and then, yeah, if you, you maybe you just should have like a sit down or something. Um, and just know you're not you're not actually drowning. No, I feel I feel okay now. I'm I, I'm used to being underwater, but it was a bit of a surprise. I'll be honest. I don't uh, don't normally have to worry about that kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I'll head back to my room then. I've got to have a bit of a rest, a bit of a lie down. I'll, uh, okay. I'll catch up with you later. See you later. I'll head back to my room with my notes. Right. Anything else happening in that particular evening? Yes, I'm going to fill my base up with water and put my face in and make sure I can actually still breathe in the water. <laughs> you can. You can. <laughs> yeah, so amazing to like out in the main room. Like, Cromwell, Cromwell and Carl gone to do some Cromwell's room. And then, like, a few moments later, just a thud. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in there? <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else? I, I'm assuming Maisie's you know, playing music or listening to music or... Yeah. Whatever. Or are you going to look at some chain knife stuff, or is that... Just... Oh, no, I need to speak to Neva. Anything that uh, Samir's doing? Well, I can... I can... Uh, Cal can help find a book. Just chilling. Yeah. It, Cal is very much into libraries and books and research. Okay. 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 So then, then, yeah, about after they've the, been talking, maybe okay. five o'clock, five o'clock in the evening. Um, oh yeah, it's not that late. It's not that late. Suns are getting low in the sky, but you know, it's not particularly late. Um, and you know, <coughs> you're probably sitting, maybe sitting in the main area, looking at. You found, did you find a book? No, you didn't find a book already. And then just maybe you're just like looking at your dagger, wondering how you can attach a chain to it. When Carly walks out, seeing you doing this, yeah, <laughs> telling off. <laughs> I can still breathe in water. That's good. <clears throat> oh, you did you get anybody trying to find that uh, that uh, information you're looking for, Lizzie? No, I figured maybe I could turn this knife into a chain knife, but the chain, the knife on the chain knife is like. A lot different. I had like hooks and stuff. Well, do you want to head over the knife? I'm sure there's something over there. <clears throat> Sorry, I mean, you have any idea what to look for? 
Well, I imagine we'll go to the, uh, there'll be a weapons or fighting section in the library and uh, we'll track down the, I don't know, I suppose anything to do with uh, ranged weapons, knives, that kind of thing. It should be referenced in there somewhere. All right. Thank you. Let's have a wander over and see what we can find. I could do is do some more research for this uh, arcana anyway. Uh, arcana. Arcane, 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 whatever it was. Arcane sure. feeds. Arcane, arcane, arcane theory. That's it. <clears throat> arcane theories. Theories of the arcane. Arcane thingies. So, which library are you going to go to? The university library or the city library? The university library. To start with, yeah. because it will have all the uh, research. So you walk across across the park. Uh, suns are setting. Um, very pretty through the sort of trees that surround the park, through the buildings and all that. You get a, a wonderful. It's one of those um, uh, sunsets that ends up being sort of pinks and yellows, sort of gradient between, with a little bit of green in there as well because you've got the two different coloured suns, and just how it reacts with the with the environment generally. Um, as you walk over, a romantic walk over to the uh, uh, to the library. Uh, and we, so you're looking for books that would highlight maybe what, how, yeah, how to the, use a chain knife or just the description of a chain knife. First thing we would do is you'd go up and find the librarian or the librarian or the front desk or inquiry desk or whatever. Because that's where you start from the library. So and you having it, it going past five o'clock, um, there is no librarian. They, they do their sort of like normal work day hours. The library is still open after the after the fact with like uh you can sort of stamp out books and things uh, with a little bit of magical help um but the sort of informational point of the day is is over well, like a case, student worker or something <clears throat> well there's probably some kind of indexing system that usually is in the library there'll be either cards or uh, something you can access like what's it called the dewey Des dewey decimal system i have no idea how that works neva is my system I, I think uh, Cal would have a rough idea. What, what, you, what books are you trying to find? Well, it's, I, I would start off by trying to find <coughs> a sort of a books on use of uh, knives or daggers in uh, in um, combat. Okay. So One of you cool. mentioned like looking for historical figures as well, right? Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I'll look on that. Okay. So that, those so are the two. Give me a couple of investigations then. One each. Uh, I'll do an investigation. I'll do it on here. There we go. It's a not a good one. Eleven. Mm -hmm. I rolled a sixteen, and I don't remember what my plus is. Okay. I rolled a six. It is so eighteen. Eighteen. So we're looking for particular like instructions <coughs> on how to use knives and things. There are some combat books, but none of them are like how to use them there's a lot of like history of knives and like blacksmithing books but you can't really find anything that would be like step by step step lego instructional videos of how do i you know make the uh sorry the clicking is distracting me uh how do i uh do the do the what's it called uh chain knife wielding Fighting, combating. Anyway, the point yeah. is, you can't really find anything on that. Um, you probably find a book that sort of has different weapons and sort of when they were used, but you you can hide, you should give it to. You're not sure if it's going to be helpful. Uh, Maisie, you looking for historical figures? You find something very interesting highlighted, um, which uh, it's up to you whether you read it uh, on your own or if you go over to 
Kale first, but um, whilst looking for historical figures with chain knives, there's a couple of people who've used it. It's not a very common weapon. It seems that it's one of those that takes a lot to learn how to master. Uh, it's also quite dangerous because there's a high chance of a knife coming back to you at about as much speed as you throw it away. Um, but the very interesting part is what highlights and what Kyle was saying before in that one of the strangelings, um, Flint Flichinta, uh, did use uh, some braces, which did seem to have, it wasn't a chain knife, but you, you see that it was like a, a knife that can be sort of fired from a bracer that has, uh, it was a magical tether that sort of allowed grappling, but then also that sort of like ranged attacking type thing, which was just interesting, not necessarily um, instructional on how to use chain knives, but it's definitely an interesting point uh, if you wanted to highlight it to Kane. Oh, well. Hey, it it looks like uh, you are right. Flint, Flint did use something like that. It was more of a grapple thing, though. Well, that's interesting. I, I mean, I, I was aware he used it, but how did he, so a grapple? How did it, how did it work? So, just as you're looking at the book as it's passed over to you, flicks over a page. There is a sketch of a pair of braces, which you recognise very I well. <laughs> yes. Actually, I'd uh, be like, oh, 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 that's really interesting. I, Why so Because I. Because I, because I got those braces on my wall in my room. Okay. And if we do it here, like that, they're just, they're just braces. It's leather. <clears throat> I don't think they're just leather. But okay, that's that's fascinating. <clears throat> okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you all. Maybe we get back and have a look. My 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 dad never mentioned anything about it. I don't know. It is giving me some fun ideas. Like maybe this chain knife could also be used for grappling stuff. That could be another fun thing. I'll note that down. I don't think Flint used them very much, but uh, but then he it wasn't really his. Uh, he was more into the old uh, unarmed combat stuff, as far as we know, as far as I know. Yeah, he was the punchy one, right? Yeah, yeah. He was quite quite quick, apparently. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm glad I came over here now. Anyway, so uh, I'm afraid I couldn't find much about uh, techniques and things. It looks like they're very unusual chain knives. Oh. I tell you what, though, we can come back when the librarian's around. They might have a better idea where to look. Yeah, hopefully. Otherwise, we'll have to try the city library, I guess. Possibly. It's worth a try. So the maybe, maybe the university just goes with, like, focus on conventional stuff. I don't know. Well, it's worth it. I mean, the thing is, you, you never can tell where you're going to find this kind of information. You need to find... I mean, if you can find anybody who's ever... Well, actually, if, if the strangelings used to use it, you need to find a strangeling who, who would know about it. Well... I mean, I don't want to say the name, because you always say no, but... Uh... No, Maisie doesn't say no. Greg <laughs> <laughs> <Drake> says no. <laughs> I don't know, maybe you maybe talked uh, about the bracers, but I, I don't know. I don't think, I don't remember seeing anything about it, especially with the chain knife. That, that doesn't seem a little ridiculous. But I tell you what, I, I might go, I don't know, I don't know if, 
if it had uh, a professor of intelligence, had anything to do with it. But he says, or not, I, uh, it's just a family heirloom. I just, I assume they were just ornamental, but he might know yeah. about them, I suppose. I might go and have a chat with him at some point. If I do, I'll ask about uh, chain knives as well. All right, thank you. I'm sorry, it couldn't be more help. Yeah, I mean, I'd ask Malka, but this is supposed to be in preparation to speak to her about it. Okay, well... In fact, she really appreciates the initiative. So... Well, you got a bit of information to go on, and it's only day one, you've got plenty of time, so... Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks is fine. Find some. Right, well, I'm going to head back over. I'm quite keen to have a look. I mean, you're welcome to have a look as well if you want to. Yeah, yeah. These things now. I mean, yeah. I want to be careful with them. They're very old. It sounds like you were just carrying around a, re a relic. But it was, I, they were just like a, a souvenir, really. Uh, they're very pretty. I never, never worn them. Hmm. Never try. Well, let's, let's go and have a look. I'm going to head back. So, you take the long walk back. Sun's pretty much down at this point. Sort of residual light in the sky, the light's coming on in the town as you walk across. Uh, back to the apartment. Um, assuming Cromwell isn't particularly doing anything interesting, Samir. He's practicing his cantrips for the following morning. Fair enough. Uh, you step inside, you go into uh, Carly's room, and on the wall, there it is. That is not a perfect artistic representation, but they're obviously the same thing as these braces. Uh, a little more worn on the wall. It's not like they're falling apart and the leather's coming apart. They're obviously very well made. It's just the colours aren't quite as vivid as they were and stuff like that. But the uh, thing of note that I guess Maisie would see most uh, initially is there's a, a very fancy looking jewel uh, in, in the right bracer sort of lodged in there. It's not glowing or anything, but it's just a very fancy looking jewel. Target acquired. <laughs> <laughs> I shall take them down off the wall yeah. and uh, just examine them and see if I can. I'm gonna slip. He'll slip them on. Carl will slip them on. Uh, give me a investigation as to sort of if you can work on anything about them, or you can give me an Arcana. But investigation would tell you like the the, the physical stuff. Arcana might tell you if there's any magic to do with them. I think at this point he'd be more interested in the physical stuff. He's looking to see it as like a trigger. And also he's not pointing it anywhere near Maisie, just in case he finds the trigger. Oh, missed. Oh, that's not too bad. That's investigation. 21. 21. So you can confidently with a 21 say that there is no physical trick. You can't find anything that you would pull, press or poke to make it do anything. But as you're investigating them, you take them off, look around, you do notice uh, underneath one particular part of it, as you sort of like spring a little bit open, um, there is a section that would hold, it would store something of a very particular shape, possibly knives, but there are none in there. Um, and underneath there, written sort of on the inside of a metal panel, is uh, the signature of uh, Echelion Vasvayas, which you can, you can recognize. Well, look at that. I never noticed that before. Well, well, well. Well, I guess you well, did. I know I'm <laughs> well, that's really interesting. I'm glad I came and helped you out now. I'm glad we found something. 
Well, I got a, I got a bit of a gap for tomorrow late morning. I'm gonna, I'll probably head over and, and talk to Professor Vasfias tomorrow morning, tomorrow between uh, theology and arcane theory. I have to go speak to uh, my psychology professor about the weird brain stuff. Well, okay. I'll, I'll let you know what he says. I'll, if, while I'm there, I'll ask him about these uh, chain knives as well. Yeah, thank you. Alright. Well, I'm going to go pass out on my bed and listen in to some of the atrocity or something like that. Well, have a, have a nice uh, have a nice atrocity then. And <clears throat> I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, Oh, I don't know, I'm gonna don't know, really rest. I think I've had a quite a busy day. <clears throat> yeah. What if Crowbell will be interested in this? I'm sure it would. I'm sure Neva would as well. Holding strangeling history there. Yeah. Well I think she's I think she's she's quite tired. It looks like she might have gone to might have gone to her room to get a bit of a rest after tell her tomorrow. Yeah. Is Crowbell okay, awesome here? Say that again. I see Cromwell or Samir still floating about, or are they in their rooms now? Uh, I've been, I've been in my room, but you can always not. Ah, knick knack knock knock. Likewise. <clears throat> I'll He's... go over to Cromwell's first, since, since we are friends now. Now he's trying to kill me. Um, Hello, come in. Hey, hey, Cromwell, you never guess. See these things here? Yeah. These these are a family heirloom from uh, Flint, who was um, one of the strangelings. Uh, look at this. Look here. You see this? This used to have a dagger inside, I think. And can you see that? See that little? See there? It says Echelion Vasfeas. It's Professor. Oh, that's that's that guy we met. Yeah, exactly. With the shot. Is that old elf? Yes. I mean, he was a strangling. He must have made these. It's fantastic. I never realised. Oh, and you're just carrying these around with you? Well, I didn't know they were like, I mean, they were family heirlooms, so they're precious to me, but I didn't think they were anything much. Yeah, they're probably worth like a crap load of money. Um, Maybe, but they're, they're a family heirloom, I couldn't sell them. No, I'm, I guess, you couldn't sell them, but someone else might want to steal them. Mm-hmm. So, I would maybe don't like bring them in for show and tell um yeah that's your right uh just be like oh yeah my family has these things they're way back in um in my hometown and you no one can get to them there but if you're really nice then maybe i'll let you see them one day mm-hmm. and then that way they're not going to get stolen because you've got that big gem and it's historical well i'm not sure it's an actual gem i mean I've looked at that before, of course, because that's pretty a lot more obvious on the outside. And it's not a diamond or a ruby or anything. It's not a precious stone, as far as I can tell. It's a bit of an odd one. It's a strange material, but it's just a sort of dark stone. I assumed it was just Wait. like costume jewelry. Hang on a sec. So this, this is a family heirloom, but this is someone who has been alive within living memory. So are all of Flint's things treated like with reverence? Like, does has someone somewhere collected like? his teaspoon set and it's like oh my god it's Flint's teaspoon set or is it is it just like oh this, this was his stuff and he was a cool guy you would be amazed at how much stuff apparently Flint owned 
if you went around to my hometown, people have all sorts of bits and pieces. Okay, so what? I'm not sure. I'm sure most of them are really. So it's not. It's not super uncommon then, for for you to have this, considering that you're from the monastery. But here, where everyone seems to be strangely mad, it might be a bit of a historical uh, artifact. It'll be a little curio. I'm sure some people would find it interesting. Yeah. Maybe um, the Professor um, Etch, uh, Professor Vivi, would uh, be um, would would feel kindly towards you for showing it to him. To be like, oh hey, just so you know, this has survived. So with the family. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm hoping to pop over tomorrow. I think I hope you can tell me a bit about it. I'm really interested. Yeah. Put it in like a in like a bag with a lock on it, so no one can take it from you. I haven't actually got any locking bags. Oh. You should buy a padlock before you go then. No, it'll be fine. I'll just stick it in the backpack. It'll be fine. Okay. No one's got to want a pair of old braces. They're only interesting because they're family history. I mean, you say that, but lots of people here seem pretty hung up on the strangelings. No, I'm not really sure why, but, you know, they, they seem pretty... Um, let's say invested. I suppose so. I suppose I don't really notice it so much. Yeah, I don't really get it, if I'm being honest. Like, obviously, it's cool and that you're related to one. I don't mean to be disrespectful, but it seems like there's other people who, who might have been cool as well. It's not all just... Oh, these people! Wow. Well, where I come from, Flint isn't—it's uh, not that he was a strangling that makes him uh, sort of uh, respected. It's, uh, but it's all rather embarrassing. Really, it's all to do more to do with uh, he's seen as sort of a <clears throat> sort of savior figure, almost. But the, not the strangling thing is—it's not—it's a sort of lesser element to it, really. Huh. So when, because you—you said that Flint had, okay. So was he in the Strangelings from like beginning to end, or did he like leave to go and do his saviour thing? He, well, he, you see, it depends if you listen to the legends or, or the or the family history or so on. But in basically, he was with them from the beginning. But then at one point, he sort of uh, the Strangelings were in my home town, and uh, that town was under attack, and he uh, basically drove away an army uh, in the process of which uh, he he died for the first time and uh, but he he returned and uh, in a different form he returned stayed with the strangers for a bit longer and then he went home again uh, and then he revealed himself again and then he died again it's all rather complicated really but uh, he was with the strangers for quite a while okay so those gloves like Killed a killed a god, killed a kraken, killed the dragon. Another, I don't think he was there for the kraken. I can't remember. I think he was there for the god, though. Oh, well, that's still pretty impressive. Well, yes, yeah, well, yes. Although I mean, killing isn't the main thing, is it? I mean, he was also a a leader in in teaching that we should help other people. Yes, that is the 
more impressive bit. Absolutely, yes. I mean, killing gods, you know, it's all very nice, but that's that's not helping anybody, is it? I I I, I don't feel qualified to to say. You'd have to ask Neva about that one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I thought you'd be interested. I, I I'll leave you in peace now. I'll uh, I'll get off to bed myself. I'm a bit tired. Okay. I'll I'll be up I'll be up and out early in the morning, so if I don't see you then have a nice night and uh thanks for not being angry about the drowning thing. Oh no no it's fine, it's fine. Yeah, and I'm up early ish. I've got uh, I've got theology in the morning. Yeah. Night. So as you step away into your own beds, everyone falls asleep. Uh we'll come to having a break for ten minutes. Perfect. A wonderful place to stop it before the Tuesday starts in two hours, you've done half a day. It's very lovely. Uh, just so everyone who's listening to the podcast knows, this is going to be real time the entire time, and we are in fact going to take thousands of hours to get through just a few weeks. No, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, uh, ten minutes, about ten past four. A whole day. At about ten past four, we'll be back. At about ten past four, we'll be back. We're going to pause for now. For those of you who are watching the stream, I, I, I do have a BRB. There you go, look at that. Perfect. It looks amazing. So I'm going to deafen myself. And uh, I will see you all in about ten minutes. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dicebreakers. Thank you to Dark Fantasy Studio and Nicholas Judy for the use of their music in the episode. And a big thanks to you for listening. If you prefer to see us live, don't forget to follow us on Twitch or Glimish at Dicebreakers D&D, or if you want to watch us at your own pace, consider subscribing to us on YouTube. Don't forget to come back next week to see what the characters get up to in the next part of this epic adventure. I'll see you then.